0: look like for BYU men's basketball the rest of this season? And two-time Super Bowl champion Andy Reid joins the program. How close was he, if at all, to coaching BYU after Lavelle? Welcome to
1: BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy President's Day. It is Monday, February 20th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton alongside 2036 presidential election
0: hopeful Jerem Jordan. Uh, Who's your favorite president? Grover Cleveland. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know. I can tell you my least favorite president, Martin Van Buren. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Your cause is just, but I can do
0: nothing for you. Okay. Thanks for
1: nothing, dog. Hey, I, I, all of the presidents have uh, some great qualities. If, if I had to pick some one... Some have some bad ones. I'd probably say FDR, Franklin D. Roosevelt. Out of the Great Depression, through World War II, Greatest Generation, Baby Boomers, all of that stuff.
0: My eighth cousin is my favorite. Uh, Abe Lincoln, your eighth cousin. Eighth, yeah. That's pretty close. Yeah, through his uh, mom's side <laughs> of the family. Yeah, we're we're super tight that way. Follow
1: in his footsteps, Jerem. 2036 and, and is your wear year.
0: Top hats. Uh, yeah. Okay. On today's show, luckily not that talk. Uh, what does success look like for BYU men's hoops the rest of the season? As Spencer just said, Andy Reid will join the program to talk about his uh, second Super Bowl win. Can't wait for that convo. And vote for that guy for president. Yeah. Participating in a baby blessing the day of the Super Bowl. We'll break that down. Some Cougars in the NFL make some new uh, moves in which BYU team won a conference title over the weekend. There were multiple. Mm-hmm. Here are today's headlines. BYU men's basketball did not win a conference title over the weekend. Another
1: tough loss to an elite-level team in West Coast Conference play, losing at St. Mary's 71-65. BYU drops to 6-9 in WCC play. They will finish with a losing record in the conference for the first time ever. They're currently in seventh place. In the losing effort, Fusini Traore had 16 points and 6 rebounds. Spencer Johnson with 12 points and 7 rebounds.
0: Women's basketball loses to San Francisco 72-59. Lauren Gussin had 13 rebounds to break the West Coast Conference single-season record.
1: Zane Anderson is switching teams in the NFL, leaving Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs for a two-year contract with the Buffalo Bills. Kairos Tonga also has re-signed with the Minnesota Vikings.
0: Number eight, men's volleyball lost twice to number two, UCLA in three, both nights, eight and four on the season, UCLA hit over 430, both nights.
1: Men's and women's track and field taking home team championships in their finale run, pun intended, through the MPSF championships, individual titles on the men's side, seven of them or six rather, and seven individual championships on the women's side.
0: Baseball won two of the first three games at Louisiana Tech to open the season. 10-1 Friday, then split Saturday. Game four tonight, 7 Eastern on the BYU radio app. How about women's
1: softball? Finishing 5-0 in the Littlewood Classic, including wins over nationally ranked Arizona State, Portland State, Oregon State, Illinois State, all the states, and DePaul.
0: Alaska? Men's golf wins the John A. Burns Intercollegiate, breaking a 54-hole school record by an incredible 18 shots. Shot of 2200, led by Carson Lundell, Keanu Aquina, David Timmons, and Tyson Shelley, all finishing top 10.
1: Beat three top 20 teams as well there. Gymnastics loses to Boise State with their second lowest score of the season. This is interesting in their push for regionals, a 194.925. The Cougars were led by Elise Rollins, who had the highest beam score on the night with a 9.925. She is an All-American in that event.
0: Men's Swim and Dive wins the MPSF Championship. The women's uh, team took third. Congratulations to uh, both, especially the men. In the
1: XFL,
0: led by The Rock, (laughs) former
1: BYU Cougar Tomasi Lalile had the first pick six in the XFL campaign this year. To help the Arlington Renegades win against the Vegas Vipers by a final of 22 20, T. John also in the XFL split time at center for the Seattle Sea Dragons. The Trogdors? Are you a Sea Dragon fan? No. They lost 22 18 against the DC Defenders. All rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. Now, are you ready to walk? And you one more shot technically for BYU men's basketball in the regular season to try and close out San Francisco then it's on to Vegas and the WCC tournament for who knows what will BYU be the five seed the six seed or the seven seed whatever the seed they got to win some games, figure it out because they need to rid the four-game losing streak. Jerem, what would success look like for BYU men's basketball the rest of the season if you could paint that picture?
0: Um, winning two games in Vegas. Okay. Uh, I think one game in Vegas is uh, certainly fair to ask of BYU. Like if BYU's one and done in Vegas, that's that's never that successful even if you get to the semis, you're one of the top two teams, you should, uh, you're the higher seed. Hopefully you win that game, you go to the championship game. So it's always at least one game, but I think for this team, especially because right now they're sitting in the, the seventh spot, which is crazy, that uh, you know, if, if they're in the seventh spot, you're going to play the worst team in the league, which is probably Pepperdine, and that's the team that's already beaten you. Yep. You should win one, and then you should uh, you know, win another and get to the quarters, and then we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's beat San Francisco at home Saturday. If beat San Francisco at home, or loses, they got, they got bigger props, right? Which is a serious possibility. BYU's on a slide right now. But, uh, yeah, if they beat San Francisco Saturday, they win um, two in Vegas. I, again, we're talking success. We're not talking, like, ex- minimal expectation. Success, right? win two to me and then if you bow out in the quarters if you happen to be a uh, 17 I would love for BYU to somehow it, it, let's say they're the six or even the five they climb up to five somehow probably that would be like ideal the six, that that you you uh you know still win two games if you're the six and you win a game and then you bow out yeah that's good I wouldn't call it success though um certainly the expectations for this team continue to kind of uh, slide down a hill as they they lose at the end of the season, but, Yeah, BYU played uh, St. Mary's uh, tough and unfortunately came up short. They were in it late again.
1: I drew a comparison in our conversation this morning to how things felt for BYU football after week nine or game nine of the college football season. BYU's four and five, knowing that they have to go play at Boise State, and we're all sitting here wondering, oh gosh, is BYU going to make a bowl game? Like, just salvage something, get to a bowl game. And then they proceeded to win four straight games, including a big win at Boise State, and then won a bowl game with their fourth string quarterback and a bunch of dudes out and finished eight and five. And we were all like, oh, okay, that was, that was okay. It was as good as it could have been with how bad it got nine games into the season. I feel like BYU basketball is in a similar situation. They've also lost four straight games, which the football team had done to get to four and five. But there is opportunity perhaps to salvage something And so success is relative. And it's a liberal liberal use of that, right?
0: What can they save?
1: What can you save? And if they can get to Monday at the West Coast Conference Tournament, to me, that equals what BYU football did getting to eight and five. Just get to Monday. I don't care if you're the seven seed, the six seed, or the five seed. If you have a buy into Friday, great. Just get to Monday and have a shot at St. Mary's or Gonzaga on Monday. Probably not going to win that game. But to get to Monday, you've won maybe three games, at least two games to do so. And that means you probably got to beat San Francisco to be in a favorable seating to get to Monday. So that would be at least three straight wins. Win three straight games, get to Monday, and now you've salvaged something. That, that is my picture, my realistic picture of success for BYU the remainder of this season, which would put them at 19 and 16. On the season, three games over 500, not great, but yeah.
0: it's, so, it's something, right? It's something. It, it's something, but we're, we're scratching for whatever we can Trying gather. Trying to find something. I, I, I think, like, in football, losing four games in a row is like losing ten in a row in basketball. Like a third of the season. That would just be insane. That was quite the slide and was difficult given the expectation. Also, um, and I feel you in one sense, right, of the comparison, but, like, the football team has three NFL draft picks. Like, this, this team doesn't have... Um, that kind of talent on it, the men's basketball as currently constituted, right? So what what are they going to save if they somehow made the NIT? That would save something. Sure, that's probably getting
1: they, to they, a bowl game, right? <sighs> Making the NIT comparable to just getting to a bowl game as a seven and five
0: team. I th- yeah, I th- I think like winning half your games um, in football is is a little different to me. I, yeah, I don't know. Because in college basketball, there are like 363 teams or something. And BYU refuses to play in anything below the NIT. Um, CBI, I think, would be the one. I don't think they – I think BYU is too big of a school for the CIT, okay. if I understand it correctly. Um, yeah, BYU didn't make the NIT. That's, that's just abject failure um, for the program standard. Yeah. And I do want to make this comment. I, I tweeted this after the St. Mary's game. But this team will have a losing record in league for the first time in uh, WCC history, and the last time, right? Jeremy, they've lost seven of their last nine league games. It's bad. Seven of nine. BYU's been pretty bad in 2023. They aren't the typical BYU team. We all understand it. We don't want to believe it. We want to hold them to a higher standard. They, unfortunately, are not what we want. We did this with Jimmer Fredette. We're still doing it with Taysom Hill. We want them to be something they are not. Um, They are still what they are. And that is good at a certain level at times, right? But BYU, play the moral victory card however you want. They, BYU rose up in a way that they sh- shouldn't on paper against St. Mary's and Gonzaga. That they are at least in those games. They shouldn't be in those games. This is a team that has a losing record in the league. That has lost to some of the worst teams in the league. Like San Francisco and Pepperdine and so on. I was happy with at least BYU being competitive. On paper, they're not supposed to be competitive in those games. The fact that BYU is at least in it. Again, this is more of victory territory, I know. But I am at least uh, happy with the effort and, uh, that the guys are putting out in these. They should get blown out in these games. And I am hoping that somehow BYU can turn a corner when it matters most, which is Vegas, and somehow win one of these games against a good team. Maybe it's not St. Mary's or Gonzaga. Maybe it's
1: Santa Clara on Saturday. Just,
0: just, yeah, just to, just to advance in that tourney and show us like, oh, yes, they turned a corner. We can quantify that. Otherwise, you just go, oh, BYU wasn't a very good team. They got up for St. Mary's and Gonzaga, and they lost. BYU shouldn't have been in those games. So to some degree, I'm like, hey, losers talk about margin. I'm happy that BYU played those guys tough. Should they have won any of those games? Absolutely not. Because they are, have a losing record in league. And they've lost to Pepperdine. Like This team isn't, unfortunately, great this year. Um, they're probably not even that good. But they, but they have, at times, risen to a level over expectation to at least compete with some of the best teams in the league who are ranked. The hope is that they actually turn that into something. Now, if they can in Vegas, now it's like, OK. We ended on a high note, like, like you're saying with football. Um, but if they don't make the NIT, ultimately, it's disappointing. They've got to prepare themselves in a better way for the Big 12. It starts with better players and developing those. BYU just doesn't have enough uh, quality guys to be kind of in the top four, unfortunately, in league. You can blame other things. I know on Twitter people are like, oh, I wish the coaching was be better. I wish the, this player was better. I wish the last uh, four minutes execution was better. Yes, all of those th- things need to be better. And next year, you're not going to have a Pepperdine sitting there waiting for you you're going to have teams with that level of athleticism every night, but that actually win games.
1: I'll finish with this. Then there's the metric that people were arguing over Twitter about in my timeline yesterday of the Ken Pomeroy luck factor, where BYU is 354th out of
0: 363 teams. Funny to quantify luck. (laughs) Like, like how do you quantify luck? It is a
1: formula, though. Um, Right, but how? I don't know how much... Credibility you offer to it, but it does feel that way. Emotionally, it just feels like, oh gosh, if Julian Strother misses that three-pointer, BYU beats Gonzaga. If Aiden Mahaney misses that turnaround jumper against BYU, BYU has now beaten Gonzaga and St. Mary's. And we're talking one shot in each game, and we're having a totally different conversation here, right? Pretty wild. So it's tough to put it on luck. Um, but BYU can salvage something. I think just get to Monday
0: in Las Vegas. Just get to Oh, Monday. that'd be incredible. Get to Monday. Honestly, getting to Saturday might be <laughs> might you, be the And they might first, need two I games.
1: They, don't, they might need to win twice to get to Saturday.
0: They might. All right, our question of the
1: day. In your opinion, what does success look like for BYU men's basketball the rest of the season? Do you think there's a path to success for the team? Some of you are insinuating there's not. Rob Hayes on Facebook says winning the conference tournament. Last chance to do it.
0: Really? That's the only way to get success? Excuse me? BYU hasn't
1: done it since 01? He says would completely negate negate all of the rough patches this season. Well, yes, of course it would. And they are absolutely capable of doing it. We've said it and joked. It would make perfect sense for this team to do it because it makes no sense.
0: Yeah, it makes no sense. Based on what we've seen. This team to do it. But if they did it, we'd all take it. (laughs) Okay, uh, we only have two more BYU basketball smart Pope shows. So catch tomorrow's 8.30 Eastern time on the BYU TV app. The second to last one, let's go. Up next.
1: How was Super Bowl victory number two different from the first for the head coach Andy Reid? He joins us live next. BYU guy back on a BYU show. Let's go, this is BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B on President's Day with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton. Alongside Jerem Jordan, it is our pleasure now to welcome into BYU Sports Nation for the first time ever in this live show format. We've done almost 2,500
0: episodes. It's about time. Andy Reid. We Two waited time. until he won a second Super Bowl, yeah. then we invited him on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coach, all
1: you had to do was win a second Super Bowl title <laughs> to get the show invite.
2: So welcome. Well, listen, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's, uh, it's an honor.
1: Thank you. What is your life like right now a couple of weeks removed from the Super Bowl
2: yeah so it it moves quick so I I gave the coaches a few days off and then we have a big awards banquet the 101 awards back in uh, Kansas City and then we'll go back for that and then head to the combine down in Indianapolis for a week so time moves fast here and I love every minute of it but it moves fast
0: that's quite the array, the spread you got behind you. This is the male charcuterie board, if you will, of uh, of parties. Is all the footballs, all the helmets behind you? What What's your favorite piece of uh, memorabilia in that room?
2: Well, there, there's a, actually a little BYU statue up there somewhere of uh, of uh, when I had an opportunity to play at BYU, and I love that thing. I've um, I've kept all my helmets. My wife gave them to me for one of my uh, one of our anniversary gifts. And um, and so I've got all those, I've got all these balls and you, you don't know what to do with all the balls when you get them. So she, she figured out how to put them on the wall here. and uh, So we did that and they accumulate fast and uh, I've been lucky enough to do this a while. So I've got a few of them there.
1: Fantastic. Andy Reid with us on BYU Sports Nation coming off that second Super Bowl victory. Coach, how was Super Bowl win number two different than the first?
2: Yeah, I think you probably appreciate it just a little bit more. Um, everything slowed down, so you could appreciate it. Uh, you knew what was coming forward uh, once you got there, and then if you if you're lucky enough to win the son of a gun, then then you know, uh, <laughs> th- then you're able to enjoy it just a bit more. I mean, that first one was a whirlwind uh, after after the win, and then when you lose, you take them and throw them out of your mind, <laughs> anyways. You don't you don't care about those, but. Uh, that that second win, I, I just slowed down a bit.
1: Is it a requirement for your team to trail by ten points in the Super Bowls that you win?
2: I'll tell you, it sure seems like it. We're, <laughs> we do good when we're behind, and uh,
1: it, it makes you
2: feel like the underdog, so you, you you fight a little harder. And our guys did a did a good job of that.
0: You did something on Super Bowl Sunday that no coach in history has ever done, which is probably participate in a baby blessing. Uh, I believe it was Porter Ellitz. I played on an intramural team with Porter. We love Porter here. Um, We we saw some pictures. Matt Bushman was uh, on the program and talked about that sacrament meeting with some of the BYU guys. What was that like on one of the most important days of your life and certainly one of the most important days of Porter's life?
2: Well, yeah, they're they're both important things that that took place. Uh, Obviously... Uh, Porter's baby probably a little bit higher priority right there. I mean, that's a that's a pretty important time and uh, and Porter's life and his family's life and and his baby's life. So uh, we were able to take care of that in the morning. Um, a lot of brother in there, which was we had a lot of support for that baby. We were bouncing him almost to the ceiling, so <laughs> it, it was great. It, it was it was great. Uh, it, it was a very spiritual moment. And no better way to start Super Bowl Sunday than with that. And then we were able to go out and play a good game.
1: One of the greatest coaches in pro football history, Andy Reid, is making his debut on BYU Sports Nation. With the two Super Bowl victories now, Coach, what's left on your goal progression chart at this point?
2: Yeah, so, you know, you get to this point, you're – you're glad you wake up the next day, right? I mean, that's, uh, you put your Tommy Bahama on and you roll, man. So, uh, I'm just, I'm glad to be talking to you guys. So, but that, uh, every, every day in the national football leagues, a, a challenge and, you know, the other guys are working their tails off to, to do well. And so that, that helps drive you. And, and I still enjoy what I'm doing. I still enjoy the, the guys you know, they all stay kind of the same age that, faces change but they're the same age i get i get older they get they they remain the same so uh but they bring great energy and they they keep me young at heart and uh it's it's a great it's just it's fun uh uh with the the strategy part of it it's fun with the person uh the personality part of it um with the players and uh, we just we we try to make it a good good working environment for the guys and and then we roll from there i'll tell you it's uh Uh, It's Fast and Furious. We we enjoy it,
0: though. Hey, Fast and the Furious uh, 10 coming out uh, in in the next couple months. Nice plug there, uh, Coach. Um, When Ty Dettmer won the Heisman, he said, I've stood on the shoulders of some of the great BYU quarterbacks to get to this point. He was very appreciative of that. You've certainly talked a lot about Lavelle Edwards' influence and obviously Mike Holmgren as well with the BYU connection there. How did Lavelle in particular affect the way You have become uh, who you are as a coach, and how you've been uh, in the NFL. Kind of taking what he did in college, and to some degree, becoming the Lavelle from BYU fans in the NFL.
2: Yeah, so coach was uh, so uh, steady. I mean, he just kept, uh, and he was so honest with everybody. And you could be in the toughest of times, and he, he was gonna, he was just gonna be nice and calm, and and be able to sort out things and give you. Uh, give you great information. When I left the building, he said, "Hey, when you this this was a simple thing, but it's something I've carried throughout my life. You know, I mean, it was it was great, great advice." So he said, "Listen, when you, you you're you're going to become a, a full-time coach now, so when you go to the head coach with the problem, I have a well-thought-out answer." So my wife is the head coach that I come. I, I do that with her. I, <laughs> she's the head coach so I come to her if I, I've got a problem with a well-thought-out answer. But I, you can use that anywhere in life and. And he, he just had these little nuggets that he would throw at you and, um, as a player. And then I also served with him as a graduate assistant. So I was able to take that with me. And then, l- listen, I mean, I, how many guys could sit here and say that uh, for, for the remaining part of Coach's life, he would call me once a week? Wow. I mean, we would talk once a week. I mean, that just doesn't, that doesn't happen. That just doesn't happen to everybody in, in my position. So I was grateful for that and all of his advice.
1: We talked to our good friend Steve Young just a few days ago, and he shared some fantastic stories about you and potentially benching him as a JV quarterback so that a father could watch his other son play at Air Force. But that's a conversation for another day. Steve did say that you're changing the game and how coaches approach players now with this statement. He said, Andy has shown you that you can be excellent and you can be kind. How have you been able to establish that when it, it hasn't been the norm in football in such a tough game and a cutthroat world, but you, you've done this, so how have you done it?
2: Yeah, well, I would tell you that's probably another thing I got from Coach uh, Edwards and, and Mike Holmgren likewise. I mean, I was lucky enough to work for both of them, and they, uh, that's how they handled it. They were, they were real with people. They, were, uh, if, they weren't afraid to praise somebody if they did well. So a lot of times we get caught up in telling people how, you know, how bad they did. And uh, that's not, uh, they know how bad they did. (laughs) So you you don't really have to say that if you, if you goof, uh, everybody in the world knows it in the national football league. So, uh, but to, to give them some positive reinforcement, I think that that's important. Um, And I don't listen. Steve had been around the national football league uh, for, for a long time. And he, he has an opportunity in his, Job to see the way a lot of people do it, and um, and so I only know kind of how I was raised in it, and and how we how we operate now with the the chiefs. So um, and we try to treat the guys like human beings and like you would want to be treated. All the little golden rules that we've been given in in the church, I mean, you, you can use in uh, in your jobs, and one of which is you know to be kind to others. So. And that's uh, and to be teachers, and those are those are things that we you know that we understand and we we live by. So it's uh, it's I've just transferred that into, into my job.
0: Hey, sermon on the mount in NFL huddles. I love it. Um, you you completed your second season with the Eagles in the year 2000. You go 11 and 5. Yeah. At that point, Lavelle Edwards announces he's retiring. What kind of conversations happened with the possibility at BYU of taking over for Lavelle? Given that you had just started to have your run of success with the Eagles,
2: um, oh boy, I you know that that would have been uh, a real honor to be able to do that. Um, I've just had signed a new contract, and Mm. um, and so I didn't have necessarily that flexibility when you're a head coach, you're responsible at this level for 20 different people. I mean, Kalani. Does a great job with that I mean it's not just one person you're dealing with or just the organization that you're dealing with, but it's everybody that you're dealing with and so um, it's not as easy uh, to just pick up and leave you're you're affecting all these different families and so i I wanted to make sure you know i i, I obviously my my energy was there um I did have a chance to talk to some of the uh, people there, the the athletic director and uh, vice president, who's in charge of athletics, and um, but <clears throat> I explained that to him that listen, I the responsibility I have not is not only to the the Eagles, but it's also to um, you know all these families.
1: I think in the metaverse, at least the uh, fantasy metaverse for a lot of BYU fans, coach, they they see you somehow <laughs> involved down the line. Uh, they'd take you until the—I mean, the the very end, if if you were willing to do that. Um, have you ever entertained the idea that maybe when you're done coaching pro football, maybe there is something for you at BYU? Well, listen, I think BYU is in good hands, man. I, you know, I love Kalani
2: and the job he does, and he brings a lot of what Coach Edwards brought, uh, personality-wise, and, um, and and so. You know, not every year is going to be the best year. I mean, that's just not how, how it goes. But where where BYU at now, with the leadership of Tom Homo and and Chad and Lee and all the different people that are involved in the leadership groups on on uh, uh, they're they're heading in the right direction. And then all of a sudden, we get to be in one of these mega conferences. And mm. and uh, how great is that? I mean, that, that's a phenomenal thing. You don't get there by not having a great reputation. Um, as a football team. So uh, here we sit, and, and now everybody gets to raise their game up just a tick to, uh, to compete.
0: It's the next challenge, and uh, we're all very excited about it. This fall you came to a home game during a bye week, I believe, and uh, Chad Lewis told us you were offered a box, and you said, no, I want to I sit in the stands. They announced your name. I know Greg Bell <laughs> even said the section you were sitting in. Um, can you just casually go? Get a cougar tail at that point, or do you send a runner? How does that work?
2: Well, they actually sent me a bunch of cougar tails. <laughs> really um, so I, I, I enjoyed that. Um, but uh, no, you want to be out, out there and uh, kind of get a feel for things. And I, I'm used to being on the sideline. And and heck, they had me a seat as close to the sideline as we could get. I, I was sitting right next to Davis, who I compete against with the against the Chargers, and. I was giving him the business. He was giving me the business, but we were pulling for BYU. So, you know, we were all pulling in the same direction, which is, which is great. But I got a feel for it. That, that's what I – I enjoy that part of it.
1: Coach, you bring up Michael Davis, and obviously Matt Bushman is a part of the Chiefs. Zane Anderson was on your practice squad this year. You've got ties with Chad Lewis and Daniel Sorensen. A lot of BYU ties in the NFL right now, and guys making an impact. How much do you feel the impact of BYU with former players doing their thing, especially this last season?
2: Well, listen, I love having uh, BYU players on there. San Francisco's got a pretty good linebacker (laughs) that that went to BYU. And then I had the Reynolds brothers, um, you know, so um, at one time in Philadelphia. um, And so I, listen, I, uh, you know, I've always had BYU guys uh, on the team and, They've always been so good. Dan Sorensen played for me for a number of years, and was a hard-hitting safety for us. And he's playing for New Orleans now, but he he did a great job for us. Uh, actually, led us to one of the Super Bowls. So um, I, I appreciated all of his uh, you know worth that he gave that that football team. The the thing that you get is you get great character. I, I joke about Chad Lewis. I mean, here he was he was my favorite. And everybody knew he was my favorite and we got away with it. So he was a teacher's pet and nobody ever, nobody ever said, Hey, you really favored Chad Lewis. I said, no, I, <laughs> you know, you all know he's my favorite, but you know, he could tell the guys what their tattoos meant and, and he would do that. He would mess with them and, and say, do you guys know what that means? You know, you might want to double check what that means on your arm there and because he speaks Mandarin and, and the guys have the, the tattoos. With the, with the, so he, he would mess with them, but what it would do is open doors for him and, and he would get to know everybody, and then he became the team's favorite. So um, it, it was unique, you, you know, unique uh, relationship that he had in that locker room. And uh, Reno Mahe is another one. I mean, Reno was in there, uh, and he had a special relationship with his personality. So it's great to see the guys get in into that mix of people. Uh, we've got people from all over the place, um, from all different backgrounds, and and now from different countries. So um, it, it's it's great to see – our BYU uh, student athletes uh, come in there and, uh, as a professional, and and be able to work in and and work their way in uh, to a special relationship with all those guys in the locker room.
0: Uh, Spencer, your son is my neighbor, uh, and uh, I sit next to him and elder score him sometime as the interim strength and conditioning coach at BYU. How proud are you of what he's doing with the Cougars and uh, helping them get stronger here before spring ball?
2: Yeah, no, I know. I I know he enjoys it and works very hard at it. He, uh, um, you know, he's a he's a good kid like me. He lost his hair, as you know. He, he's he's now uh, gone with the chrome top. So, uh, but he is, you know, he interned for me, so I got a chance to see him when he was younger, uh, uh, working in you know working in our strength department, and and so he's been able to transfer that to a couple different schools, and and now BYU, and so. I I know he feels, uh, you know, he he loves BYU. He's loved it since he was a kid, and um, it's a dream job for him.
1: Andy Reid with us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, we'll wrap up with this. We have circled October 21st on BYU's football schedule, this fall because Texas Tech is playing in Provo against BYU. And Matt Bushman told us he's already had a conversation with Pat Mahomes about trying to petition the NFL so that you can have a bye week so that they can come out and watch that game together. Uh, If that happens, would you be with them on that uh, jet over to Provo? Well, if it was a bye week,
2: there's a good chance because Pat started talking about it right when the schedule came out. And then he and Bushman – Started getting into it. And, and, uh, and so they obviously, Pat brought me into the mix. And uh, I said, You better strap it on when you come play the coups, man. We don't mess around up there.
1: <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, we appreciate the time, coach. Uh, I know that you have some very valuable vacation time before you got to get back into combine stuff and assessing personnel. So thank you for your time and your kindness. And congratulations once again from all of us at BYU Sports Nation and across Cougar Nation on your second Super Bowl victory. Guys,
2: I appreciate it, man. You do a good job right there. I appreciate you. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Andy Andy Reid, the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs on BYU Sports Nation in his blue Tommy Bahama shirt.
0: Completely on brand. Of course, one of the nicest guys uh, ever. He came a couple years ago for Media Day, which was fun. We we got to visit a little bit, but – yeah, what, what a cool experience. And I've said it before, Spence. Um, Andy Reid at some point became the Lavelle in the pros for BYU fans. I don't, I don't know if we've sort of crystallized it or said it out loud in that way, but it's pretty special to have a coach who's one of the all-time greats in uh, you know college football history in Lavelle. And then Andy has become one of the all-time greatest NFL coaches as a BYU guy. And a complete BYU guy. We're talking Cougar tails, Baby Blessings, Elders Quorum. Like, he is all in, right? Chad um, Lewis is my favorite, and everybody knew it. And everybody <laughs> and knew it. Yeah, just what, one of the most likable guys in football, in sports. Uh, so great to have Andy on the show. That was really fun.
1: Yeah, you just saw firsthand what Steve Young's talking about.
0: Like, yeah, completely down to earth.
1: Just zero hubris, ultra humble, but wildly successful, and just Incredible. Elite in his craft, but also kind.
0: And one thing, yes, the kindest thing is cool, right? Um, you, you can be great and kind at the same time. Um, one thing that's great about him, too, is as he gets up there in age, he is still crazy creative with his play calling and relatable to his players who stay about the same age, right? Sometimes there are coaches who get a little older. They don't relate to the players, and they kind of stick to the old school stuff. He is so creative and relatable. I I appreciate that sort of adaptability that he has that's unique um, among the NFL coaches there.
1: I just love that he stays true to who he is at Mm -hmm. all times. Like, he is so consistent.
0: Does he have a Tommy Bahama deal? (laughs) <laughs> he has to. I would, th- I would think so, right?
1: Why would Tommy Bahama not make him yeah. their
0: poster child? Also, uh, Fast and the Furious. Not a, exactly a reference to the movies, but I love the movies. <laughs> and uh, Fast X is coming out. So well, we go. learned
1: some things, too, uh, about the scenario in 2001 when Lavelle was done.
0: I've always wondered.
1: Yeah, a lot of people speculated.
0: Yeah, so he's, he did have conversations, of course. But at that point, he had, he had gone 5-11 uh, and 11 in year one with the Eagles. Then he was 11-5. and 5. A head coach who isn't fired in the NFL doesn't leave an NFL job, especially one where you're about to kick this thing into gear and go to multiple conference championships, and, of course, they win in 04 uh, the NFC and go to the Super Bowl there, Um, the first of 04 for him at this point. Yeah, BYU fans have fantasized for a long time about Andy Reid being involved. In in some some capacity. capacity. When he retires with the Chiefs, I don't see, like, him doing anything with BYU. Like, we're past that point. He's too big of a deal. That's why we also. asked the question, so we can yes. probably just put that baby to bed. We can put it to we bed. Put it to bed. Yep, and it is saying uh, asleep.
1: Not yeah. to say that we wouldn't love it, but let, yeah. Oh, we'd love it, for sure. Let, let the man rest. <laughs> He's won two Super Bowls. He doesn't maybe, care about. And maybe more. He doesn't care about going 8-5 and five yeah. in the Big 12. He can be an analyst on our show, Jerome. Yes, he can. How about, he'll Any, be involved in that capacity. He'd rather be on the beach, but yeah. Or he yeah. can be an offensive analyst for Kalani. And just, you know, offer advice over the phone from his vacation. From Zoom. Oh, it's yeah. like
0: run the ring around the Rosie play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thursday, fourth place women's soups, taking on second place Portland. Big game, nine Eastern on BYU TV. We got you. All right, we
1: transition back to basketball after this. How can BYU fans count the Mac McClung dunk domination as a win for the Cougars? It's probably a stretch, but we're gonna attempt. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official
0: outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, make sure you follow BYU Sports Nation for Andy Reid interviews, yeah. Steve Young interviewed, Matt Bushman interviews. Okay? Chad um, Lewis. Yeah, ever heard of him? We just uh, talked to guys
1: that played in the Super Bowl. We that's all we Haley. do.
0: Dennis Pitta. Yeah. Forcibly Dennis Pitta. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Check it out.
1: He is Jerem, I am Spencer. We're headed to Tommy Bahama
0: after <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, we're, get, we're getting them shirts. Let's, Let's whip Andy it. Andy sent us.
1: <laughs> Cougar Whip Around presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping like partner. Andy how, who? Andy Reid. How is there not like a 25% off if you mention Andy Reid?
0: Use the promo code almost Andy Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Men's hoops is better than its opponents in multiple stat categories this season. Two-point yeah. percentage, rebounding assist points. Greg brought a tweet that kind of put us onto of this. Is this team better than its record no you are what you do they are who we thought they were and we let them off the hook
1: they are their record they are their record what's fioi's
0: record again i don't even know now
1: i i i know and this plays into like all these positive stats like how have they outplayed their opponents consistently in 16 all these and stats 40. and lost so many games how do they not have a better record yep. and that's where maybe the lucky the luck metric comes into That's play a little bit.
0: such a cop out to me though. I know. I feel I know. you but I hate it. Like B- Roberto Clemente said luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Is BYU not prepared enough or not opportune enough? Like I think BY is given a great effort. Obviously when you lose at home to Santa Clara uh, like that you're down 20 you feel like well maybe you, you could do something different right? You shouldn't lose at Pepperdine, but BYU's lost at Pepperdine six times in 12 years. Is like, there
1: bad luck in the idea that Julian Strawther makes a 26-foot three-pointer to beat BYU?
0: I think it's not bad
1: luck. I think he's a great player.
0: Like sometimes good players make good plays. Or and Aiden Mahaney, the same thing. Good player makes a good play. Yeah. Like he's a, he's the next in line of the great St. Mary's point guards. And you like, just didn't make free throws, right? right? Make a free throw so that you tie. Yeah. That's yeah. a tie, not a go-ahead bucket. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah.
1: I'm with you. I don't put a lot of stock into the, the luck thing. Just, I never answered.
0: It, I, I I say no. I think BYU is what its record is. I think that's it. in sports. It's great. Like you are what your record is. BYU snuck away a
1: couple of victories too from the jaws of defeat. Let's yeah. not forget. Crayton, especially early in Idaho State same way. Idaho Missouri, Missouri State, State. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, the, this team is their record. Yeah. And they have an opportunity to change it. And that's, that's why what we'll I love sports. Keep like, watching. We'll not, all keep
0: watching. that not what you think you are. It's what you do. Not what you say you are, it's what you do. College football
1: is looking at four possible rule changes, Jerem. Number one, prohibiting consecutive timeouts, no more icing the kicker. Okay? Okay. Number two, no untimed down at the end of the first and third quarters. Mm Mm-hmm. Three, the clock runs after first downs except inside of two minutes. Okay. And four, a clock runs on incompletions once the ball is spotted. Hmm. Which possible changes do you like or dislike?
0: I dislike the incompletions one. Um, no, clock stops. Let's just keep it simple there. I, I don't. This isn't baseball where they're going to a pitch clock. Kind of, it, it, it's okay if the game naturally stops. It's fine. Um, the no-on-time downs in the first quarter, thor- third quarter. That's fine. I think people haven't noticed this, but like five years ago they said, "Okay, if you run out of bounds or whatever, the clock keeps going once the ball is spotted." Like that exists. So the clock is running already. I think we're good. Football, we don't. We're not needing to speed up the game, per se. We, we're actually okay with the timing. It's the, it's the, once the ball is playing, how exciting is it? Football is great. It's baseball where they're making adjustments on this this year. Bigger bags, pitch clocks, depending on if there's no one on base, football, the no back-to-back timeouts, great, whatever. If you have them, why can't you That's use the them? That's the thing, like, I like, want those why to not? stay. If
1: you have salvaged them for a scenario like that, then why you should not? be able to utilize them how you want to.
0: In, in college basketball, they have a use it or lose it situation. Where if you haven't used one of the five by the by the end of the first half, you just lose a timeout. Yep. And in the NBA, there's a the use it or lose it situation as well. Going into I believe the last uh, two minutes or three. Yeah, no,
1: you can't carry over in football so, from first half to second either. Right,
0: right. But in but in basketball, they go well. You yeah, it's a little. different. Football, I'd be fine if they kept. There's on. only one rule change
1: I want to to apply here, and that is that the clock runs after first downs, except inside of two minutes. I like that. I like that idea. Just spe- like. I wouldn't complain if football games ended 10 minutes earlier than they do.
0: It's just like if you're down two scores and you've got the ball at 330, that affects that. You want more time to be able to come it, back. It I think we like I, those comebacks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, men and women's track and field both won MPSF Indoor Championships over the weekend. Most consistent sport on campus. Can we combine cross country with that? Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. To me, cross country is the most consistent. If we can combine track and field
1: and cross country together as in like all one thing, then yes. The most consistently awesome program. Are we combining
0: men and women's volleyball in that kind of idea, then?
1: <laughs>
0: you could, <laughs> but it, but, but yeah. that
1: that wouldn't beat track and field and cross country and what yeah. they've accomplished over the. And last And track five
0: years. is getting way better. Like track used to be good, but not great. Now they're pretty sinking good. Cross country is elite, like constantly top five, top ten.
1: Sure, like women's soccer over the past few years has like has an argument. Yeah. They've been consistently awesome.
0: Men's volleyball's like, oh, you made one Final Four? You know what I mean? <laughs> Granted, a different amount of teams competing. But like, yeah. Jerem, the latest iteration
1: of the XFL. More pro football kicked off last weekend and featured former BYU defensive lineman Tomasi Lalile with a pick six for the Arlington Renegades and a win over the Vegas Vipers. Renegades of funk. That was fun to see that pop up on uh, all the social media feeds. Like, oh, hey. Wait, you weren't Toma- watching Tawassi. voraciously live? you want to did you watch any of the XFL?
0: No, I watched the highlights though.
1: Okay. Yeah. What was the best thing you
0: saw? Tomasi. Other than Tomasi. The Rock speech? I don't know. <laughs> I, I was busy. I worked All Star Weekend. I was. Fair enough. I was busy. I'll yeah. tell you what I loved.
1: The uh, transparency of the officials reviewing a call and making a call. Do you want that in the info?
0: I would love it. Mm. It Just is next level. Hear what level. they're saying. Just hear what yep. they
1: are discussing. I thought that was super unique. And also, just more access to the players in-game is always fun. Yeah. Like, that is fun, and I it's
0: unique. I don't know that we could get to a point where we're like, we've had enough access. I think we could have – like, you should be able to pay for a channel where you can hear it raw. There would be cursing. But, like, you pay for it, and you just you just hey, hear what it is. Seven-second delay. They used to front Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl. But they don't want, like, strategy given out. The other team's seeing that. I,
1: I like say. the officials especially. I thought that was really cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, dunk contest winner Mac McClung had BYU in his final schools before transferring from uh, after he was transferred from Georgetown to Texas Tech. In his uh, dunk, his dunk contest victory, a BYU win by association?
1: No, <laughs> it's not. Not in any way, shape, no. or form. He didn't come to BYU.
0: No. He, BYU felt like they had a legit shot at him. By the way, this is during COVID. They're recruiting him super hard. This is
1: when NIL was just starting to kind of like yeah. gain some steam. Yeah, well,
0: Yeah. NIL above board for all the schools that yes. were paying under already. Yep. Mac McClung winning was very entertaining though, it was very fun. Super fun, great yeah. dunk competition. Unbelievable.
1: Zero ties to BYU, so no. no, this is not a BYU victory in any
0: way, shape, or form. Um, we can't start counting 6 white guy championships as BYU wins, <laughs> okay? That's too far. The memes that, that came too out far. after he
1: won the dunk contest were fantastic. So
0: good. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah, Mac's a baller, dude. Um, anyone under like 35 already knew who Mac was. I think the rest of the country's like, who is this guy? It's like, we've been seeing his highlights on TikTok for a long time. Mm. Listen to Cougar Baseball on the BYU Radio app tonight, 7 Eastern, as BYU finishes the season opening series at Louisiana Tech, 7 Eastern on BYU Radio. Shep on the call.
1: Up next... Another win for Jerem in fantasy basketball. Spoiler Shocker.
0: Man. Spoiler man. <laughs> this is BYU hey, Sports there Nation. we're three parts right there from Rudy for <laughs> Yeah, it.
1: yeah. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on President's Day. We are live in Studio B. Hope you're enjoying your holiday. Hope you enjoyed our interview with Andy Reid. If you missed it, You can find it in a variety of fashions. You need to listen to the two-time Super Bowl champion coach discuss why he makes Chad Lewis his favorite and why he doesn't deny it.
0: How close was he to actually coaching the BYU after LaVelle? How
1: close was he to actually taking the job in 2001? He wasn't. And how close uh, am CBS. I to actually winning at least one more head-to-head fantasy basketball matchup this week, uh, this uh, season?
0: Um, Probably not very close. I won by forty. Yeah. So, hey, I, I wanted you to win by thirty. So, victory for me. Are we going to start giving a uh, a line on this? Yes. Like we should. Like we now, should. Now I have to Over cover under like 28. 12 <laughs> <and a> half. <laughs> oh Over under
1: twenty eight this week. Yeah, two hundred and thirty-one points.
0: Right yeah, how do we how do we sort of uh, level this out here? Because football was line, obviously you same went thing. We 12 thing. Well, and then I won the bowl game. A line. Once, once its domination's established, just we start yes. setting lines. Yes.
1: Makes everything interesting.
0: <laughs> we just need it more interesting because right now it's not. <laughs> it wasn't in football or basketball. Yeah, no. Lauren, Lauren Guston only had twenty-seven parbs. She's averaging like thirty-six Saturday. Still dominated. Yeah, she's incredible. G- Gideon George uh, struggling a little bit right now. Good player. By the way, Gideon George and Atiki Ali Atiki were at the All Star game yesterday. Okay. And the halftime was Burna Boy and other Nigerian artists. Okay. Which was super cool. So I'm DMing Gideon. I'm like, bro, you love it? Halftime's awesome. He's like, yeah, it's so great. So it was cool to have uh, have him in the house. There. Cool cultural
1: event all yeah. weekend just to have the all-star competition back in June.
0: More on that um, next segment. But yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah, I won. All right, right. yeah,
1: we need to look at the average you've won by over the past four weeks and then like determine a, a line. Like, if it's plus 25, or...
0: Control, you, you, you guys figured it Okay, <laughs> if you missed any of, any of my domination in uh, fantasy basketball, uh, or as mentioned, the, the Andy Reid uh, interview was spectacular. It was great, fun. Um, shows, games, deep blues, you can all watch them again or for the first time, BYUSN.com, or download the free BYU TV app to get all of this on demand.
1: Up next, Jerem's going to tell everybody how to make the All-Star game better in the NBA.
0: I am. <laughs> <laughs> Give me courtside seats.
1: Nobody uh, will talk about the All-Star experience overall because yeah. he had
0: a unique vantage Yeah, it was great.
1: This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation's On Demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio app. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast as well. Our
1: question of the day, dealing with basketball and the BYU men's side specifically, what does success look like for BYU basketball the remainder of the season? If you could draw that up. Conjure it up! Mike Dowling on Facebook says, why would there be any different answer to this than somehow miraculously winning the West Coast Conference Tournament to get an auto bid to the big dance?
0: It's too high, too much.
1: Yeah, we, we kind of went with a realistic approach, right? <laughs> yeah. Realistic remaining possible
0: success. Realistic is uh, get through the quarters. Get to like, Monday. If you can get to Monday, that's very successful.
1: Get to yeah. Monday would be success. For this group? After everything that this team, team has gone through Yes. Yeah. That would require winning a couple of games you're probably not going to be favored
0: in. It's at least two, if not three. We'll see what happens Saturday and how all the seating shakes out.
1: Yeah, how, how crazy would that be if you beat San Francisco and then has to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and they win 20 games.
0: And they get into the NIT, and we're like, we did it! (laughs) Yes, that would be awesome. Yes. That would be
1: great. Reasonable success
0: given the circumstances. It's still there for BYU. It's still there.
1: All right, our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated doesn't answer the question, but does offer us this from our good friend Mark Durant. Great show today, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Thanks. You guys are the Andy Reid and Lavelle Edwards of morning BYU sports <laughs> broadcasting. We wish. We yeah, love right. qualified Thank you, compliments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: a lot of competition up <laughs> there. Today's
1: Rise Shout Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union, BYU
0: Athletics. Joey Lum, Ryan Smith and Utah Jazz. Great event with All-Star Weekend. Fantastic. Great cultural events.
1: Yeah, cool. You got Chris to do the whole City thing. And the jazz. All three days. Yep,
0: it's awesome. Really cool. Awesome.
1: Our thanks to today's guest. Andy Reed. Sorry,
0: Dennis, no time.
1: For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to Spencer Reed. Both of them. See you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go kooks.